Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. While my core business and expertise is construction and development, I own several businesses in two other arenas, real estate, including sales, finance, and insurance, and construction product companies like cabinetry, flooring, and interior design firm that creates jaw-dropping impressions when someone walks through the door. These three areas allow me to be a better builder and solely focused on luxury homes valued at over $1 million. We service every facet along the residential home journey. Buy, sell, design, build, finance, furnish, and maintain. I have won 10 National Aurora Awards for standout kitchen and bath design and build projects. And the Ramos family name is synonymous with thousands of successful residential and commercial construction projects in the Southeast United States since 1956. Let Ramos Design Build help you with the home of your dreams today. Call 813-259-1111 or go to RamosDesignBuild.com. Let me help you make your dream a reality. Hi, we're back. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio program. I'm here with Chris Smith. He's with uh, BBMC Mortgage. You can find him at mybbmc.com. How you doing, Chris? Outstanding. How are you? You've been on the show a few times. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. You, you guys are a big sponsor of the show and of, of all the Ramos companies, and we really appreciate that from you and your organization. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk specifically about today are kind of the big points of difference of what you guys do um, from a from an offering perspective, and in one in particular, the VA programs. Okay. Yes, we're um, we are an FDIC bank licensed in all fifty states. I think what really differentiates us in the market uh, with consumers is our hands-on approach and service that we provide our clients. So there's a lot of different loan programs out there, a lot of different options. So we take the time to sit with every home buyer, whether they're buying a home or refinancing, and make sure that we're making putting them in the absolute best product. So uh, again, it's a tough process to navigate. Um, so we're really focusing on making sure that they're getting the best product, the best rate, uh, and having all their questions answered and they're comfortable with this because it's a big decision. Obviously, it's most for most people, it's the biggest uh, check they write every month. So we want to make sure that uh, they're well taken care of and, and getting the best product, best program, best rate, closing costs, all of that. Uh, and then in particular, we, we do focus on the VA market heavily. 75% uh, of our customers are veterans. 60% of the loans that we close are veterans, are for veterans. Uh, just because they're a veteran doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the best product for them. So even though you're a veteran, maybe you're better off with a conventional loan. Uh, so we spend a, most of our energy and effort in the VA uh, sector, uh, donate millions of dollars through a, a Patriot Charity Initiative. It benefits up to four VA charities. So really kind of focus on the VA market. Uh, with a difference for a VA loan, it goes 100% financing. There's no PMI. Uh, rates are still very, very competitive. Uh, higher debt to income ratios. Um, you can get great rates with even lower FICO scores. So on, in pretty much every aspect of a loan, uh, it's it's less um, less strict. Uh, great rates, high financing, lower closing costs. Uh, we don't charge veterans any closing costs at all at the bank level. Where typically a bank's going to charge you one percent uh, of the loan amount. Right. And we don't charge veterans any fees at all. Yeah, I was just actually we were we were on vacation and a buddy of mine is moving back from San Diego to Tampa. He had been here. He's going to be the SJA at, um, uh, for the Marines. He's an attorney, but we were, t I was telling him about you and the programs that you guys offer. So there's a number of different banks that offer VA product, right? Yes, sir. I mean, and then, you know, one of the big points of difference that, that I was explaining to him and, and a number of other people, when, when you say FDIC, you know, insured a bank versus a mortgage lender, 
you know, or a mortgage bank. Tell us the, you know, just kind of give us the 101 on the big points of difference between the two. Well, the the big the biggest one is we're licensed in all 50 states, and in the market we focus on the most is in Tampa and the, and the Florida market in general. But it allows us to help uh, customers buy second homes down right. here. Uh, they do a refinance on our property in a different state, get the cash out to buy a second home, a future retirement home. Um, so that's a big one. We're licensed in all 50 states. We also uh, underwrite our own loans. Uh, we fund our own loans. Uh, so we really control the process. And, and the biggest difference maker I think that allows us to have is we have a direct line to underwriting. Um, we have the ability to fund loans extremely quickly. Uh, we're one, one of the fastest lenders in the United States in terms of application to close. Sometimes it's it's necessary. Uh, not every time is a buyer or seller willing to move that fast. Uh, but we've been able to help out a lot of agents that have been stuck or worked with a lender that couldn't get the loan done, and now we're under a time crunch, and that's when we can really deliver. So the ability to underwrite our own loans, fund our own loans, uh, I can pick up the call, pick up the phone, call an underwriter, call a closer. I need to prioritize this loan. And when you're at the much, much larger institutions or small broker, correspondent lenders, they don't have that flexibility or uh, relationship with their operations department to be able to um, prioritize or move a file up quickly, get a loan closed quickly. I've closed loans in 11, 12 days. And I tell people that, especially agents or other lenders, and that they don't believe me. It's it's really unheard of. So it's licensed in all 50 states. We lend our own uh, funds. We allows us to be a lot, uh, a lot more competitive uh, in terms of getting rate exceptions uh, and speed is, is a big one as well. That's where I would say. Yeah. So, so when you say you fund your own loans, and I think it's important to point out and the speed, right? Yep. So those go hand in hand. Correct. You know, so a typical mortgage banker will have a number of, this is like an insurance broker, right? So they're going to yep. have a number of products out there that they sell. Um, the fact that you guys fund your own loans, you're really not, not, not so much worried about satisfying where the loan's going to go. Correct. Um, because you guys are going to deal with that after the yeah, fact. Yeah, we deal with it after the fact. So we, we, we underwrite to Fannie and Freddie guidelines, which is if you underwrite direct to Fannie Freddie and you're a seller of loans to Fannie Freddie, then you have the ability to um, underwrite directly to their guidelines. A lot of banks will have overlays. A lot of brokers will have overlays, things they won't do, uh, where we are able to eliminate a lot of those uh, roadblocks or additional conditions or stipulations that will cause other bank or lender or broker uh, to not be able to write that loan. So give us a story of a, of a VA, a veteran, um, you know, a recent win that they were able to, you were able to, you know, interject your services and, and kind of win them over and, and make sure. A yeah. It's, it's a the, great, uh, future. great question. So we, we had a recent example of a veteran buying a house, uh, in Lakeland and the real estate agent I work with, he was working with a large bank. Uh, he recommended that he give us a call just to see if he was getting a good deal, getting a good rate. And he was buying a, a $400,000 house. And the VA, I said earlier, uh, will charge, the VA allows lenders to charge up to 1% origination fee to a veteran um, to cover some costs that, that you may be able to charge on another loan. So he called me up and was working with a bank that everyone, I won't say it on the, on the air, but it was a bank that everyone's heard of, very one of the top two banks in the United States. He sends me his estimate, and sure enough, they were charging him $4,000 uh, origination fee, uh, to, to the VA or to the, to the veteran. So I said, well, I can give you a lower rate and waive that fee. And he said, how can you do that? And it's, I basically just explained to him that we really focus on that market. Uh, we try and give the absolute best rate, lowest closing cost to veterans. So he said, okay, I'll get back to you. And he called me, um, the next day he said, yeah, I called this bank and I told him what I was getting this go. Oh, I'll, I'll, we'll waive that fee too. And his response was, well, how come you didn't offer that me 
to begin with. So we saved him $4,000 and got him a better rate uh, when we were able to close uh, a week before the contract was up. So that's uh, an example. And another example, um, USAA, excuse me, you've heard of a you know big, big veteran-centric right, lender. Right. They'll only go 90% uh, of the property value on a cash-out transaction where the VA allows 100%. So we're able to. So that's their mini guideline. Yeah, they, so they'll only go ninety percent. So if your house appraises at hundred, they'll give you ninety. We will give you hundred. So we will increase your buying power and also your uh, cash out if you're looking to get a refinance with cash out using VA. I mean, it's it's not we're not necessarily seeing that's always good to get a hundred percent of your value out. Yeah, it it's depends. Just the option. Yeah, it's an option. Yeah, but it's it's something that doesn't exist with any other product. Uh, FHA is eighty five percent cash out. Conventionals eighty percent cash out. So if it, there's a need, you want to do a home addition, consolidate debt, uh, home repairs, um, college education, whatever you need cash for. Obviously, we've been in an increasing increasing real estate market uh, for the past couple of years, so people have been uh, you know accumulating a lot of equity. And um, right now, even at rates four and a half. 5%, it's still historically very, very cheap money with the tax deduction. So if you do have credit card debt uh, or you have a cash uh, need for a, a major project or a major expenditure, you're not going to get uh, financing on a second mortgage or a signature loan at, at 4 or 5% that's tax deductible. So it's still a huge advantage in today's market uh, to tap the equity if you need to. And then will you guys service the loans for... We we have the ability to, but most most of your um, smaller FDIC banks will transfer the will sell the servicing to uh, a company that specializes in okay. that. So we'll we'll do the loan. You might make one loan to us, or excuse me, one payment. Uh, then after that, we'll transfer the servicing to a. We sell loans to forty different investors, uh, but nothing changes. So we're um, it's you have the obviously it's your contract, but you the loans just you're making the writing the check to a different name and mailing it to a different address. That's the only difference. Right. Interesting. And then what percentage of, of like loans do you do, particularly your group? And I know you cover several states with VA versus, I assume, regular, right? Yeah, we're probably 50% VA, if okay. I had to just off the top of wow. my head. And we're, and we're 70% purchase business. So we really try and focus on the real estate uh, realtor market and, and supporting their, uh, sp supporting that realtor and making sure they're working with a good bank. But I would say 50% VA, and then the rest would be split up uh, conventional and FHA. FHA is going to be a product for someone maybe not a little bit less than perfect credit, uh, doesn't have a lot of money to put down, uh, and then your conventional customer is going to be the person with really good credit, putting down 20% to avoid the PMI. So I would say we're about 50% VA, and the rest is split between FHA conventional. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I wanted to talk about you know the different types of loans. You know, okay. so somebody that may have purchased a few homes in the past or maybe have never purchased a home. I mean, it's still, it's, it's always overwhelming, yep. you know, you know, it, it's, it's um, especially cause it is the biggest purchase that one can make for their family. Um, and um, it's just interesting. You know, I was telling my wife the other day that, you know, when you go to a car dealership, you know, they have, there's not like there's different banks in the car dealership, right? So you, you find the car and then you go to that finance right. manager and then he sells you, you know, he does all the paperwork and he gives you the loan, whether it's a lease or a loan. Um, not many people go in there and say, oh, my credit union, I have a particular loan for my car. So it's just a lot more consolidated, you know, with homes and realtors and agents and different mortgage companies and banks. You know, it's just much more confusing. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back after a few messages. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio program. You can follow me at jamesramos.com or on Twitter at JRTPA.
All right, we're back. This is James Ramos. I'm here with Chris Smith. Chris is with BBMC. Uh, you can find him at mybbmc.com. And um, we we had we broke for a few messages here, but we wanted to come back and just give us, Chris, just give us the, the 101, the finance 101 on the different types of mortgages that one may have an opportunity to buy outside of being a VA, outside of being a veteran. Okay. So the, the one product that's probably the least popular, the least written is USDA. Uh, USDA uh, does allow up to 100% financing, uh, but has much, much more stringent uh, debt to income ratio okay. requirements. And so, and this is the same USDA that certifies meat. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So yeah. And it's, and, and it's also it's not confusing yeah, at all. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's geogra geographically restrictive. Okay. So, you know, South Tampa, uh, densely populated parts of, of Hillsborough County, um, you're not going to be able to get VA financing. You go out into uh, East, USDA. Yeah, USDA. USDA exactly. Yeah. Excuse me, USDA. So Eastern Hillsborough County. Okay. Uh, Pasco, Hernando. So it has to do. It's has tying to, back to farmland. Exactly. Right, right, yeah. Right, okay. So you would put the address in a in a website, and it'll tell you if it's eligible for USDA okay. financing. It also has so income it's more restrictions. More rural areas. More rural. Okay. Uh, income restrictions. You can't make a ton of money. Um, so it's it's based off the family size. Uh, and was also, this, the, was this created for farmers? Uh, it was created for rural rural okay. housing for people that. Um, yeah, t yes, for farmers, but also it was created for people living in rural areas, 100% financing. Okay. Uh, so, but it's probably the, um, as a, in terms of percentage of loans that are written in the United States, it would be the least of, in, as a percentage. Uh, conventional would probably be number one, and then FHA, VA. So, so, you, so hold on, let me ask you real quick. Sure. So, so USDA, you can't be a multimillionaire no. and go and buy a farm in Dade City Correct. and get a USDA loan. Correct. Okay. Yep. And so right. it's so based it's on family, on... restricted by income, how much you make, and restricted by geographic areas. And debt-to-income ratios are typically can't be above uh, 40 in that neighborhood. Okay. So that's right. more so restrictive. So we got VA, USDA. Yep. What's the what's the next the one would guy? be conventional. Conventional is going to allow for a first time. Is that time. the biggest? Yeah, that's probably the biggest okay. of the of the ones that are a product that's written in today's market. Those are for people with your higher FICO scores. In today's market, 680 and above is considered um, higher FICOs. Below 680, it's it's almost like the the subprime of of back at you know 15 years ago. So a conventional loan. Uh, you can put down 3% as a first-time home buyer, or if you haven't owned a property in the last three years, uh, haven't had any ownership interest, uh, that comes, so you can put down as little as 3%. Uh, your rates are going to be very, uh, very low on a conventional with high high FICO scores, but you also pay PMI. Most people um, are, are aware of that, and those that aren't, if you're putting down less than 20% of the purchase price of the property, right. you you will pay a, a private mortgage insurance what policy. What is that? Talk about PMI. So, so right, PMI is- mortgage insurance, right? It's, it, it's in a uh, private mortgage insurance company that insures that loan and the lender against losses in the event of a foreclosure or a loss on the property. So they basically cover the lender from 80% of that okay. purchase price up to the 90, 85, 90, 95, 97%. So you pay, it's kind of funny. I think it's, you know, it's interesting because you're paying an insurance policy not to protect yourself, but to protect the lender. Most insurance policies, you have car insurance, you, you know, get in a wreck, it fixes your car. Protects you. Yeah, it protects yeah, you. Protects but you're paying a, a, uh, an insurance policy to protect someone else. It doesn't help you at all if, if the house goes into foreclosure. So um, a lot of people, if they can, will try and go conventional and put down 20%. It's going to be the absolute best priced product, uh, the best interest rate, lowest payment. And then you have FHA. FHA is typically for someone with a little less uh, money for a down payment. So FHA will allow uh, three and a half percent down. So, but those are typically going to be people with higher uh, fight, uh, debt to income ratios. And now let me go back to conventional. Conventional will typically be 45 to 50, where USDA, your debt to income ratio, 
would have to be uh, below 40 or below a conventional it's 45 so, to 50 so so what that means is is that if you're making a thousand your bills can't be more than 450 okay so it. if your bills are 450 a month you make a thousand gross you're a thousand into 450 is 45%. So you take, we really, take your it's total. It's really your gross. Gross. It's not yeah, your you're not your take home. Correct. So let's say if you made a thousand, you paid medical insurance and they took out a hundred. Yeah, they and don't you count put some that. You some money in a 401k, took out another hundred. Yep. You're really at 800. Correct. And then it's 450 is and divided you might even be by a thousand. A thousand. The yep. gross, not yep. the net. And then and we don't, yeah. And so they, so you really could have, the, the ratios, you could be at 60% correct. in reality. Yep. And it doesn't count what you bring home because people pay Medicare, Social Security taxes, federal income taxes. So, yeah, someone might be grossing 1000 and paying 401K, medical, federal income tax, Social Security, Medicare, netting 600 And if their bills are 450 it's really like 75% debt-to-income ratio. Yeah, so when, when somebody says, I didn't hit the debt-to-equity ratio, that's scary. You know, yeah. Because you shouldn't yep. even have gone should, for it. Yeah, anyway. a little bit more conservative, correct. Yeah, but it happens all the time. Yeah, it I does. Because, yep. I mean, people anticipate the future. Hey, I'm going to get a promotion. Yep. Something's going to change in my life, and I'm going to be. They don't have a lot of savings. I got to fix my car. And, yeah. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so your debt, to, your debt to income ratio is a little bit lower on a conventional loan. Uh, the advantage, too, I will say this is a very important designation on a conventional loan. The PMI will drop off. The private mortgage insurance will drop After off eventually. Get, 20% uh, yeah, once you get to a 20% equity position. So if you buy a house, to give you an example, for 100000 you finance 95000 so you owe $95,000 on a $100,000 purchase. Um, once your balance is 80000 or your house has appreciated, uh, the PMI drops off. So conventionally, you can go to 45% debt ratio, up to 97% of the purchase price. The FHA... Uh, allows up to 55% debt-to-income ratio, so they are more uh, lenient there. Uh, they you, you will still get a very good interest rate, even with the 620 or 640 FICO score. Uh, the disadvantage to uh, FHA with the private mortgage insurance, it's FHA PMI. Uh, it goes stays on forever. So if you own the house in 20 years from now, your house is worth 300000 and you owe the bank 75000 you'll still pay PMI until the loan's paid off. Um, you sell the house, uh, refinance the mortgage. So a little bit more um, expensive loan product. Uh, they also charge you an upfront uh, fee that's added onto the loan. So an FHA loan at 100000 they charge 1.75%. So it's added on top of the loan. So there's more upfront costs. Uh, the PMI's uh, higher, and it will last forever. Uh, but for some people, it's it's the best option to buy a home. You know, their credit score is not, maybe not the best. Uh, their debt-to-income ratio is a little bit uh, higher to qualify. Uh, so those are typically... Uh, the, the main differentiating, you know, differentiating uh, factors between a conventional FHA and, of course, uh, we've talked about USDA, uh, USDA and, the, and the VA, of course, is I, I believe the VA, and deservedly so, is the best product out there. If you're a veteran, you know you deserve the best uh, products that, that we can offer in this industry. For sure. For sure. I mean, what is your take on um, with the, the financial markets and just interest rates in general? I mean, where do you see, see us landing at the end of this year? In the future, I know you're not a yeah. My, no, my opinion, I, th- there, teller, I think it's going to be a gradual climb up. Yeah. Uh, we might see you know a little little up uptick down tick. You know, with the recent announcement of the tariffs in China, it spooked the market. And so, ironically, in, in um, anything that bad that happens in the world or the United States, rates go down. Uh, it's called a flight to quality. Investors will put their money in the uh, treasury bonds, which uh, drives the price of the treasury bonds down. So, any kind of there's any turmoil. Uh, a couple of years ago, when their big issue with Greece, uh, that dropped rates. Uh, when Brexit happened, that dropped rates. Stock market's crashing. There's fear in the market of the you know, tariffs. That's dropping rates. And why uh, is that again? 
Uh, there's there's uncertainty in the market, and anytime Where there's uncertainty, they, the they put their to money jump. into ten-year Treasury bonds, which okay, is a, always considered a very safe, stable investment. And so, right. when pe- but people are uh, pumping money into ten-year Treasury notes, it drives the price of the uh, the yield on it down. Um, when the market's great, they it drives the yield up because they're they're trying to attract investors into the ten-year Treasury. So if there's a more attractive investment option, the ten-year Treasury uh, yield will go up uh, to drive or attract investors. Uh, so it's, it's it's a it's a very safe investment, and so. Uh, but my my opinion, I believe that you know if you look at the history, and and that's actually bringing up the ten year treasury note. That is what typically thirty year fixed rates follow historically speaking, um, and the ten year treasury note has been as high as eighteen percent back in nineteen eighty one. So we're still at a historic all time low, uh, not the absolute lowest, but historically speaking, in the history of mortgage rates, right. we're still at a a very low historical uh, benchmark for rates, you know, below 5%. Uh, I, my opinion would be we're already starting to see rates in the high fours. And with someone with lower FICO scores, we're, we're actually closing loans, you know, in today's market over 5%. I would, I would predict, if I had to guess, uh, that towards the end of this year, we'll see, you know, the Fed's already said that they're going to anticipate two more interest rate hikes. Uh, so my anticipation will be that we'll be on a 30-year fixed rate, great credit. You're you're going to be in the five and a quarter, five and a half, if I had to predict where those rates will be in at the end of the year. And those are 30-year? 30 30-year 30 fixed rate. Where today, you're probably getting four and a half, four point six two five. 4.625. So I think that a 30-year fixed rate for cookie cutter, vanilla, great customer, 20% down, high FICO, primary residence, will be over 5%. And then where are we at right now? This right now, you're about four and a half, four point six two five. So it's going to gradually keep yep, inching up. I believe, even with the turmoil that's going around. It de- it depends. I mean, if if yeah. you know they, it, he, he could re- repeal the the tariffs and you know it just it, anything could happen. I mean, if there if a war breaks out in in Syria, then the rates will go down. It it really anything in the world that happens has an effect on our rates. But right. I think there will be a gradual climb up. You know, it's it's inevitable that you know we, you know there's inflate fear. Um, I'm certainly not an economist, but there's inflationary fears and. and you fight inflation by raising rates. So, but yeah, I think that you know it's still a good time to buy. Property values are going up, rates are still low, uh, but yeah, we will see a gradual climb in rates, and we've been experiencing that for the last couple of years. Great, bud. I appreciate your time. This is uh, I'm, this is James Ramos. I'm here with Chris Smith. Chris Smith is with BBMC Mortgage. Um, uh, we had another great show. I appreciate. It, All right. Yes, thank you for having right. me. I appreciate it. You can follow him at mybbmc.com. Follow me at jamesramos.com or on Twitter at jrtpa. Thanks for joining us today. If you missed all of the program or want to hear it again, listen to the podcast on jamesramos.com or on YouTube at Ramos Media Network. See you next week with Ramos Design Build, Tampa Bay's premier real estate design, build, and construction company. Homes are built to bring people together. It's the place that families gather to create memories that last a lifetime. With that in mind, you want a builder who requires a design to reflect your expectations. Ramos Design Build is that company. They understand this concept, offer a concierge level of service, ensuring that you are involved in every step of the design build process. Ramos Design Build integrates the latest in construction technology, building you a home that will last for generations. Ramos has a portfolio of satisfied clients from its decades of service in the Tampa 
Tampa Bay community. If you are looking for a luxury remodel, a home renovation, or a custom home built from the ground up, contact Ramos Design Build at RamosDesignBuild.com. That's RamosDesignBuild.com. Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. When someone asks why I do what I do, I am proud to say that I help bring families back to the table. And when you partner with Ramos, we make your family's home dreams a reality. Ramos Design Build, construction, development, and renovation. A legacy since 1956.